Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we have added question box to hear our community's thoughts on our episodes, polls to ask questions on what they think, and so much more. We highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Bienvenidos a So Violento So Macabro Podcast. Yo soy Ali. Y yo soy Dee. Y hoy Dee nos contará de un caso que sucedió en Florida. According to Lope de Vega, There is no greater glory than love, nor any greater punishment than jealousy. In today's case, we will talk about how a woman's aspirations to a new beginning ends with the tragic murder over jealousy and revenge. This is the tragic case of Raquel Maria Calderin. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tenga en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. me va a matar. Parece que la cosa estaba bien violenta ya, bien agresiva y, y ella tenía miedo. Estaba tan convencida que intentó rehacer su vida con su novio Dagoberto, aunque su amiga Lourdes cree que Raquel tenía sus dudas. Ella estaba muy angustiada porque en realidad ella sentía algo por él. Ella, ella ese era su esposo, parece que ella, ella estaba enamorada de él. 
De regreso a septiembre de 2012, nadie sabía del paradero de Raquel. Yo sospechaba de que ella había vuelto con Jesús. De la forma que él habló, eh, me, dio, me dio como entender de que él estaba contento que ella había vuelto con él. Pero Dios le es imposible porque ella me dijo a mí que nunca jamás él, ella iba a volver con él. On July 2012, Raquel Calderín, a 42-year-old woman from South Florida, begins to file divorce papers and a restraining order on her husband, Jesus Maquer, a 52-year-old man who she's been married to for over 20 years. Oh, wow. I know. According to the Miami Herald, Raquel's friends declared that Jesus was a very jealous and dominating husband who frequently physically and emotionally abused his wife. Um, he also didn't allow her to have a job or to even have her own in income. Within 1996 and 2009, Raquel actually sought out restraining orders against her husband because of domestic violence. So according to her family and friends, a lot of these times when she would leave home and go to women's shelters, it was a very like usual thing that she would do. So she would, whenever she had a domestic fight with uh, her husband, she would leave home, go to the women's shelter, stay there for a couple of days and come back. Her family, her friends, and even her kids kind of understood that pattern of her. But they always knew that she would come back home. So this would become a very important part of her disappearance down the line. According to the Daily Mail, Raquel decided to finally leave her husband after, after meeting Dagoberto Vasquez. Dagoberto was a man that she met actually at a supermarket and they automatically clicked. So within... Um, the first few days that they started talking to each other, you know, they started talking about relationships and, you know, mo like talking about like their futures and what they wanted. And they automatically just became an item. And this drove Raquel to actually file for divorce from her husband in July. And by August, they were already in a very serious and committed relationship. When, yeah, when Jesus found out about their new relationship, he began to stalk his wife, um, bombard her with phone calls, and sending her tons of text messages. One of the messages actually said, Die, you whore. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, the all these, like, harassments started to become even more heavy as the months went by. According no to puedo imaginar el miedo de ella porque ya la había uh, abusado emocional y físicamente. Sí, y luego recibir, recibir estas amenazas, that should, that's scary. It is. Y aparte, la familia de Raquel también uh, decía que ella se sentía persi persi perseguida. So she felt like, they, like somebody kept following her. Somebody was always stalking her. Paranoid, pobrecita. Yeah, so she, even though she did start a new relationship and she was... Uh, in love again there was always something that made her feel uneasy about the new relationship because she constantly felt like she was being watched hmm. yeah police say that jesus even told them that he placed a gps tracking device on her vehicle this was in order for him to know where she was at who she was with and just 
kind of keep tabs and like just stalker. Um, his life literally revolved around harassing his wife. Possessivo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Es de, si, no, si no es mía, no, es de no va a ser de nadie. That type of attitude. Exactly. El 4 de septiembre, Jesús llegó al trabajo de Raquel y llegó con su hija de 15 años. Y empezó a hablar con ella y tuvieron una discusión civil sobre, sobre sus hijos. Porque en total ellos dos tenían tres hijos. Y le dijo, you know, you need to come home. You need to take care of your kids. Y como que Raquel estaba más enamorada y no se hacía cargo de sus hijos. Los dejó en cargo con, con Jesús. Durante este tiempo, supuestamente, no, yo no lo he encontrado, pero supuestamente hay un video de esa conversación que tuvo con Raquel que fue grabado por la hija de 15 años de Raquel y de Jesús. Y en este video, supuestamente, ellos dos están hablando de que él le está rogando a ella que regrese a la casa. Y le está diciendo, you know, you, you need to come back home. You have kids, you have a family. Don't leave us. According to CBS News, Jesus went to the school to talk to his wife because he hadn't seen her um, or has seen her be around her, their children uh, as soon as she started the new relationship. After the discussion that they had, Raquel's supervisor actually allowed her to leave early from work. So she was a custodian at an elementary school in South Florida. And usually when it comes to custodians, they work late hours and in order to, you know, maintain the school for kids the next morning. So Raquel's supervisor was like, you know what? You've had a rough time. Go ahead, go home. Um, and she ended up dismissing her at 9.30. During this time, she got into her SUV and she called her boyfriend. And on the drive home, she starts talking to her boyfriend and starts telling him, I just feel uncomfortable. I feel like somebody's watching me. Like, I don't feel, like, secure. And around 9.38, the call completely drops. After that call, she was never seen again. Raquel's family uh, reported her missing to the authorities. And they told her about, like, you know, what had happened to her before. And they just wanted to you know, post a missing persons report because it was very unusual that Raquel didn't come home after a, a day of work. En una entrevista con Univision, su hija dice que ella, al contrario, ella pensó que después de la discusión con su papá, que su mamá se había ido a la casa de una amiga, you know, to, like, platicar y, y uh, a distraerse un poquito. Porque si estaba muy, you know, she was very Alterada. devastated at the fact that um, Jesus and his, his do her, her daughter came to her job. So she wanted to, you know, to relax. So that's what she assumed Raquel did. Después de, es, después de ese día, su mamá no volvió a contactarlas y su, su hija pensó, okay, ella es la más mayor. So ella empezó a decir, mi mamá tiene la costumbre de irse Uh, these women shelters and come back during a big event. 
whether it's birthdays or a celebration or something good and positive that happened in the family. She was known not to miss any important events. So her daughter explains that after that day, I think like a week or two after, was her sister's 15th birthday. So she was like, okay, we'll hold off and see if my mom returns by my sister's 15th birthday. When her daughter, when her sister's 15th birthday lands, her mom was nowhere to be found. And at that moment, she knew that something was wrong. So, you know, they started posting missing flyers, like missing person flyers. They started contacting police, contacting um, detectives in order to find any trace of her mother. But due to the fact that this was kind of a pattern for her mom where she would leave to women shelters, they automatically assumed that she probably left. That she got fed up with this um, bickering with Jesus and she left. But her friends actually said she would never leave her children or the person that she was in a relationship with. She wouldn't just go off and disappear on them. That even though she had this pattern, she wouldn't just leave. Porque el patrón que ese patrón donde ella se iba a las women's shelters era nada más cuando se peleaba con Jesús, cuando yeah. había like, domestic violence problems. She wasn't living with him anymore cuando tuvieron esta discusión. Entonces, ¿por qué irse a un women's shelter cuando podría haber ir, ir, se podría haber ido con Dagoberto? Yeah, exactly. Right? Pero authorities automatically assume that she yeah. probably just ran out. After searching for Raquel for months, detectives decided to interview Jesus and start, you know, questioning him about Raquel's disappearance. Even though he was the main suspect during the investigation, they still didn't have any concrete evidence that he did anything. Although, you know, they did see that he was the first, like one of the last persons to see her at her job, they didn't have anything else to pin him to the case. So they just decided to question him one day and see what would come out of it. According to detectives, Jesus empezó a hablar mal de, de Raquel durante la entrevista. Empezó a decir que era, you know, she was she was stepping out on on him and his or his kids, that she was a bad mother, that she uh, was just basically any derogatory word he threw out at detectives about her. Pero nunca dijo lo que él hizo. Yeah. He never clarified what he has had done. He knew he had a record because she put mm -hmm. restraining orders on, uh, on him. Pero nunca dijo qué es lo que él hacía, qué tipo de abuso le, y maltrato le hacía a Raquel. He just basically just wanted to badmouth her to detectives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. During the interview, Jesus also mocked the detectives um, for their lack of evidence. He was mocking them and saying, you know, well, you're never going to find her. Whoever did this to Raquel, you, you know, they probably left. You don't know. You'll never find her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So detectives were like, he, ha he must know Algo something. Sabe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But 
due to the fact that they didn't have any evidence to place him to it, they couldn't just they couldn't arrest him, yeah. you know? So they were just like, okay, we'll just let him talk. Because apparently he, they, during this interview, they just noticed that he was the type of person that would just kind of, was very cocky and would just talk to talk. Algo iba a decir. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Detective also began to show Jesus evidence that his phone was pinged to the locations that Raquel was at during the time of her disappearance, pointing him to the same exact location and proving that he was around around her whereabouts and he might have had something to do with her murder. Jesus eventually confessed to detectives and told them that he actually did kill her and that they wouldn't be able to pin the crime on him because they had no body. So um, so basically he was saying, you have no body, you can't charge me mur with murder. But you confessed. But he confessed. What's wrong in this man's mind? Like, what's mm -hmm. going on in there? Also... Jesus had made cryptic comments to friends and family that whoever had killed Raquel would never be found because she's probably dead in a canal. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, el solito se está tirando al fuego. El solito. O sea, te, te, claramente te está diciendo, <laughs> oh yo lo hice. Yeah. Yo sé dónde está su cuerpo y no me van a encontrar porque no saben dónde está su cuerpo. It's, I mean, I was going to say, no... You don't talk about your kid's mom like that, but he didn't care. He La didn't usaba físicamente, emocionalmente, verbalmente todo. Now, he doesn't care about her at all. No, he doesn't and care. It's their kid's mom. Yeah, y aparte de eso es de que también no le importaba porque he would stalk her, you know? He would harass her. He would call her all the time, send her abusive text messages. Like, he was constantly psychologically like harming her you know yeah. it was it was a, a very deep obsession it was. and then after you know her disappearance he basically confessed that he did it but unless they can't find her body they can't you know pin it on him yeah, se estaba is, yeah and, and laughing at everyone's face yeah and detectives truly t took that into consideration and knew that he was he was uh, guilty but they it just couldn't yeah yeah they just couldn't couldn't properly point the right evidence towards him to incarcerate him uh después de la entrevista con Jesús they started to track Jesús phone number and like his whereabouts through his cell phone through his cell phone records During this time, they pointed that Jesus was always near Raquel. So during the time that Raquel left the school, Jesus was pinged via cell phone at the same location that Raquel was. And at the last location that Raquel was, when the phone died, he was pinged to that same location. So they, they know that he was stalking her during that time, but they can't pinpoint what happened or where Raquel 
his body was at or anything else. And it was very frustrating for detectives because the case kept running cold and they couldn't figure out how to solve it. So detectives started to interview everyone from Raquel's daughters to Raquel's boyfriend to their family and friends. They started to interview everybody. And during this time, they decided to interview Jesus's father. Felix Marquis, who at the time was 81 years old. At this point, his father actually came into the interview and was ready to open up to detectives. He says that on the night that Raquel went missing, he received a phone call from his son saying that his car ran out of gas and he needed a ride. This Mm -hmm. gasoline station, (laughs) yeah. He says that at this gasoline station, he remembers seeing Raquel's vehicle, her SUV. But he doesn't recall seeing her in it or any trace of her in it. She just know he just knows that the car was at the gas station and supposedly it ran out of gas. And that's like different stories based on different articles. Some say that the car was nowhere near inside, that he just picked up Jesus from the gas station. Others say that he actually saw the car in the gasoline station and didn't see Raquel in the car. Others say that he was with Jesus at the gas station while he drove the car out somewhere. So it depends on which article you see is the story that they go with. But we're just going to leave it to the way that Felix describes it in the video that it, that I'm going to clip in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hold on. So I'm just trying to make sense. Él le llama para que vaya a la gas station to pick him up because his car ran out of gas, but he's yes. at a gas station. Yes. He wanted to get picked up at a gas station when he ran out of gas. It makes no sense. Ponle gas al carro. Ahí estás. It doesn't make... That's how I was like, wait, what? It makes no sense. Okay. But the, anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, it's que he's... Obviously, he did something wrong. Yeah. So his story, he's probably nervous. Nervioso. His story does not make sense. Because it does yeah. not make sense at all. 
it doesn't. Okay. And the, and the way that investigators like start talking to him about it, he like you can tell that he himself is just confused and doesn't know. Well, yeah. What to say? I mean, he's also eighty-one years old, so you have to understand that he, his thinking process might be a little bit withdrawn because of his age and he can't really remember like what happened he just knows that he was at that location with his son that's oh, all okay. oh yo estaba yo estaba hablando de Jesús que Jesús estaba oh. tan nervioso que con no, no, esta no. historia que doesn't make sense but now maybe i mean it was the middle it was late at night so yeah it's really late a lo mejor hasta Felix estaba you know probably sleeping or he just got woke yeah. up and yeah. his son calls him for this. He's like, wait, what? Like, what are yeah. you talking about? So Exactly. Okay. So according to detectives, he says that Felix actually just didn't make sense with like the story that he was saying because he just doesn't explain if Raquel's body was anywhere near where he found his son. How did he find his son? Like he was, he, the way that he, I guess, does the confession it's very difficult to understand what he says, but we know that he was with Jesus that night, that he picked up his son that night from a, okay. from a gas station near the Everglades in Florida, mm-hmm. which is like kind of a little place where there's like forests and like lakes and stuff. So with the information that the detectives gained from interviewing Felix, researchers began to... Uh, search through the Everglades in Florida. And sadly, they came across the Blue Ford Expedition submerged down in a canal near the intersections where Felix said that he had picked up his son from the night of Raquel's disappearance. Miami investigators located the missing mother's remain inside the vehicle. According to local news 10, Jesus' glasses were inside the vehicle as well. Within the vehicle, there was also a butcher knife that detectives believe that's the knife that he used to kill Raquel. On June of 2016, after less than two hours of deliberation, a jury convicted Jesus of first-degree murder and aggravated stalking. He will be serving a life sentence prison for the murder of Raquel and will be serving five additional years for aggravated stalking. Wow. That's the first time in a long time I've heard us say that somebody was given a life sentence in one of these cases. Right? It's usually very short, Uh but I feel like police actually decided to incorporate a life sentence because of his slight confession um, during his in like his interview after the trial according to Miami Herald Jesus jailmate actually said that the night of Raquel's murder he was in the back of the SUV and he beat her to death while she was driving and then drove the SUV through the like the bridge and it fell over the canal to where it um it sank Es lo que me estaba imaginando que estaba dentro del carro porque para que dijeran 
You were exactly like, your phone is pinging right where she was at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was wait. La estaba esperando. Yeah, he was waiting for her. He was waiting for her to get out of work, jump into her SUV at somehow, some way. Hmm. I mean, he if he already had access to her SUV by tr- putting a tracking I device, think, yeah. he could have found a way to get into the SUV and be in the back of the truck. And Pero just, sorpresa. yeah. Huh? No it, se pudo defender, Raquel. No. No, she was too distracted talking to her boyfriend um, and, you know, being terrified of what happened that day to even, you know, acknowledge if he was in the car, which is the scariest part. That's scary. Yeah. Like, it's almost like, you know, it reminds me of like a lot of these like horror movie scenes where like the killers in the backseat kind of Mm -hmm. situation where it's like you don't expect something like that to happen. But here we go where this case where, you know, her her husband was in the backseat waiting for her to leave work in order to murder her. Entonces dijeron que basado en lo que dijo el, su acompañante en la, en la prisión, dijo él que le había pegado a Raquel y con el cuchillo que encontraron adentro la cuchilló también. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pero durante el tiempo, cuando sacaron el, la, el cadáver del, de, del carro, it was already in stages of decompensation so they they couldn't really some articles that i had read said it was a skeletal remain so oh wow so it it got to the point where the body was already like there was no no evidence but according to yeah imagino no pusieron ninguna demanda si digo no no demanda pero no puso ningún reporte semanas después Y mm-hmm. luego para encontrarla todavía pasado pasó más tiempo, entonces su mm-hmm. cuerpo. Yeah, it was already pobrecita. it was already in high stages of, of decomposition. So yeah. I mean, but this case happened in 2012, and he was placed in jail in 2016. So it a couple of years had already passed by. So when they finally found her body, it was already like. You, you wouldn't be able to see what, you know, what was the oh, actual... Wait, wait, when did they find her body then? I thought it was, like, right away. Like, not right no, no, away, no, no, but, no. like, weeks. It was... No, no, no. It was months. Because he she got a divorce on July 16th. Oh, right. I mean, July right. 2012. Um, right. Her, she was murdered in September of 2012. Mm-hmm. And then months had passed. So we're talking about 2013 now. Oh, and, okay, okay. like... Months had already passed to the point where it's like, by this time her body was already yeah in really okay. bad shape. Oh yeah, yeah. Más me sumergido en el agua. Yeah. So by the time that they he was tried and everything, it was in 2016, and he was placed in jail in 2016. Has perdonado a tu padre? Muchas personas me dicen que debería perdonarlo, pero yo creo que eso es una situación que es bien difícil perdonar. Has hablado con él? No, yo desde que lo arrestaron yo no he hablado con él, pero ni yo ni ninguno de mis tres hermanos hemos ido a, a verlo. Aunque el tiempo ha pasado y Danelis ya no está en Miami, cada vez que tiene una oportunidad va a la tumba de su madre. Solo me quedo ahí pidiéndole mucho que me después me eche para adelante. Tú sabes como que la necesito mucho. Y este fue el trágico caso de Raquel María Calderi. And, um... Yeah. It's so unfortunate that cases end this way because of jealousy. 
because you can't live without this person or not even you live without them. No puedes vivir sabiendo que están, son felices con otra persona. Si yeah. tanto la querías, te importaba por qué la dañaste tanto, por qué la abusaste tanto. Like, he was so obsessed, so bien posesivo, que he didn't care that he was hurting the mother of their children. Also, he didn't care if he was hurting his children. Exactly. In, in some of these interviews, like the oldest daughter who eventually had to take care of her younger siblings because, you know, her mother was tragically killed and her dad was in jail. She she kind of says, like, at the you know, as a kid, you always want your parents to be together. That's like your life goal as like as like kids who grew up without like both of their parents in your household. She was like, but at the end of the day, as a grown adult now, I see it and they were better off apart because there was less fighting. It was less bickering. And um, she was like, I could tell that my mom was already happy. My mom was happy. Mm. And sadly, she didn't get to enjoy that happiness because of, you know, her father's jealousy. So she she kind of explains that, you know, at that age, uh, when when she would witness her father being abusive to her, her uh, to her mother, she just kind of witnessed that that wasn't what she wanted for her mom. You know, even though, you know, you crave parents to be together yeah. you know, for the long run that she knew she knew that there was that, that was wrong. Uh, yeah, would, you want your parents to be... You want a family. Yeah. But it's... I mean... I I mean, my thinking... And because I've spoken to... Different, many people. Many just about friends, you know, family members that... Who have had parents, you know, separated when they were little. Or ya de más grandes. Es esa... De que ese pensamiento de que... Sí, queremos a nuestros papás juntos, pero era tanto las peleas, tanto los gritos, tanto lo ese los así de tanta tensión en la casa que llegas a un punto de I love my mom, I love my dad, but just separate. Yeah. Because this is too much. Están eso de que estoy en la relación por los niños, you're not helping your kids. No. You you're not. No, I you're think it's it worse for them. I think when people assume that, you know, you're being in a relationship in a, you know, relationship where you're suffering in just to be part like be a part of your kid's life and have a, a family, it's just even more a bigger selfish way of thinking. It's like, no, you're actually causing more harm than good yeah. when you're keeping two people together in order for for to keep más bien para, para, para poner pa, aparecer, uh, apariencias, if that's a better word of saying it. Aparentar, aparentar. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, no estás haciéndolo más bien por tus hijos. Más bien lo estás haciendo para que no digan, oh, pues mi hijo creció sin una mamá o sin un papá. But at the same time, it's like, you're better off alone, you know? Like, it's better to be separated from the person that's causing you harm than to be in a relationship with somebody that you know isn't good for you and when somebody isn't good for you you're not good for for your children so it's like you know yeah 
Y luego es, eso es una cosa y otra es de el miedo de, de la persona que está siendo abusada, sea hombre o sea mujer. Es el miedo de que no nada más eso de me voy a quedar para, por mis hijos, pero también el, puede ser el, el miedo de que si me salgo de esta relación, ¿qué puede pasar? Uh -huh. Porque ya me han amenazado, me están abusando, si me voy... ¿Qué puede pasar? Es también el miedo de salirte de una relación así. Yeah, y, y más bien porque igual en esta, en esta ocasión, Jesús estaba, like, he was stalking her. You know, he was harassing her. He was blowing up her phone, talk, giving, like, talking her, you know, shit about her. And, you know, even though she was planning on getting a, an, an official divorce from him, like, she had already had the paperwork and everything, Like, he was still not leaving her alone, you know? She was still suffering, even though she wasn't with him anymore. And he was using his kids as a form of ma manipulation and trying to force her to stay somewhere where it wasn't good for her. Mm -hmm. It wasn't it's, good it's for no tragic. one. Yeah. Entonces, esta semana, este es el caso, y que queremos saber más de lo que opinan ustedes. Uh, vamos a tener un poll on our Spotify where you can go ahead and vote on your thoughts within this case. Um, also, we're going to have a little questionnaire that you can answer and give us your opinions on this case. If you have any thoughts, any new information in regards to, to this week's case, um, we really like to hear your opinions on it. Um, we've, been we've been reading all your messages, enjoying the feedback. We truly appreciate um, you guys listening and, um, you know, sending sending any thoughts that you have on, on our podcast or on the cases that we talk about. Um, and, yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much uh, for all of that. And uh, you can also follow us on our social media accounts in case you want to, you know, talk to us in depth about any of these cases or, you know, just want to say hi. Uh, you could find us on Twitter on Instagram and on TikTok at at SBSM underscore podcast or you could find us on Facebook as So Violentos Macabro Podcast you know yeah you could talk to us there we're always posting stuff on our socials so you know just check it out um, you can also find our other episodes on Spotify Apple Podcasts Amazon Music uh, Google Podcasts or wherever podcasts are streaming Um, just type in Servant Summer Cover Podcast and you'll find us there. There's 49 um, episodes available for you. Well, with this, well, one, this one is 50. Yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. there's 49, 49 left. And if you've caught up already, um, we'll have a new one next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Welcome we just, to all of the new listeners. Bienvenidos yeah. a todos. Los Bienvenidos. Y... And um, we hope you enjoy this case and all the cases that are yet to come. Yes. And please keep sharing the stories. Please, uh, yeah, just send us any messages on the stories you would like us to cover and uh, we'll add it to the list of suggestions. We really do take them into consideration because sometimes it's hard to find, you know, new cases and without your guys' help, it uh, it, it, it makes it a lot more easier. So thank you for yeah. that. Um, y para los que han sugerido casos and we haven't talked about them, we haven't, you know, it, it'll be coming. It. We're working on it. There's a list, so we're, we're not we're ignoring you. I know we're trying to, you know, we're we're trying to move them around because 
It's hard. It's it, it, it. We're we're still learning. It's a curveball. It, it's just there's hay tantas historias. Yeah. De que a veces se hace muy difícil de ver cómo en dónde empezamos. It's like there's so many stories that it's like where do we where do we start where do we go yeah, from here we want to make sure we cover as many as we can but it's we'll get there just give we'll us talk. some time yeah give us some time it's it's a lot unfortunately es lo malo que tantos casos and many of them need more attention yeah um especially when it comes to research and um trying to find information that will fit into to one whole episode and, and it, it actually makes sense yeah. so um, just want to say thank you for sharing with us all, all your all your stories you want us to cover because it, it really means a lot to us it it, uh, it encourages us to keep going so thank you so much mm-hmm. um, wow. and uh, wow. yeah I that's think that's it, it right yeah <laughs> enjoy your long holiday your long weekend Yes, uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving or your Indigenous Day if uh, you celebrate that too. Um, and please uh, be thankful uh, for those that are around you. A lot of crazy things have been going on this past week. And yeah. we just want to say we are here for you and we support you guys. And um, to the LGBTQ plus community, uh, just know that uh, we're here for to support you guys we, we care about you guys and um we're, we're truly saddened by the attacks on your community this this past weekend um just know that you know you, you have people out there and please hug those that you love yeah. and tell them that you love them uh because it's hard times man it's hard times yeah no esperen hasta que llegue un día festivo un cumpleaños o algo así un día de las madres día del padre to say I love you to your mom your dad your siblings your partner your husband wife your boyfriend girlfriend your friends anyone don't wait until something happens or until there's this special day say it as often as you can truly Um, and with that uh Have a great weekend, guys. Yeah, have a great weekend. Enjoy it with your family and friends and your fur babies. Yes, fur babies. (laughs) (laughs) And if you listen to the last two episodes, I'm still requesting for animal pictures. Sorry, not sorry. Dee still wants some. We got some this week. And I was beyond excited. Yes. Thank you, Jose. Thank you, Jose, for those pictures. Dee was really happy. (laughs) I was really happy. Uh, Anyways. (laughs) I'll end it with that before I go on a rant. Um, So, yeah. Bye. Bye. Stay spooky.